Welcome to the Challenging the Way We Age podcast, hosted by the Mavericks of Senior Living, Francis and Catherine, focusing on creativity, ingenuity, and inspiration to educate and inspire changes in the senior experience, breaking the status quo and creating hope for the way we age. We want to thank our supporters, Assured Assisted Living, Serenity App, Sevens Home Care, Sevens Residential Memory Care. Now get ready for the next episode. Good afternoon, you Mavericks. I'm Francis Lagasse, your Chief Curiosity Maverick, and this is Catherine Wells, your Chief Inspiration Mavericks, and we are your Mavericks of Senior Living. And I'm excited to announce our special guest that we have today. We have Beth Miller of Care Patrol South Denver, who is a Senior Placement Specialist, and will be here to answer some amazing questions as we begin to challenge the way we age. Welcome, Beth. We're really, really happy to have you here today. Thanks for joining us. Thank you both for having me. I really appreciate the invitation. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit. In our last uh, Facebook Live, we talked a little bit about placement. We had a lot of questions about that. So tell us a little bit about who you are and what is senior placement. Absolutely. So what we do with senior placement is I have a company called Care Patrol. And what Care Patrol does is we help families find independent living, assisted living, and memory care. We work with everybody, much like a real estate agent would work with different families. We work with all the big communities and all the group homes in order to find the right placement for each individualized senior. In our world of senior placement, everything's a little bit different out there. Um, No one's care needs are exactly the same. And with working with a specialist like myself, we're able to show you the different options and we're not out there just marketing to one specific community. That's really great and very important points there that we'll talk about. Uh, part of your education to be in this industry is a CSA. Can you Correct. tell us about that? Absolutely. So a CSA is called a Certified Senior Advisor and that is a requirement of our company that we receive our Certified Senior Advisor. Um, it's extensive testing, classroom, as well as continuing education to make sure that we are up and forefront in the world of seniors. Hmm. So it gives you a, I guess, additional skill set that can help make sure you're doing it the right way? Is that a... Correct. It teaches us how to work with seniors. It really hits the whole around effect of how to work with seniors in different situations, how to discuss with them the financial, different techniques Mm -hmm. to approach when it comes to discussing the need to move. Um, Realistically, nobody really wants to leave their home. Um, I'd rarely have an assisted living or memory care client come to me and say, I'm dying to move to assisted living, no pun intended. Um, typically, typically, it's a challenge, and it's a hard talk for families to have. But what I will tell you is once they do make the transition, the majority of the time they are happier. Um, they may not realize how lonely that they were being isolated in their own home. Families are happier because they can be the parents rather than the caregivers. And they get to see their family and really participate in with, the, with them in the sense of being a family versus a caregiver. So you're kind of almost changing their roles back to the more traditional role of exactly. son, daughter, husband, wife versus care provider. Exactly. That makes a lot of sense. I had that experience. That was it's great. It's very really important. And yeah. my mom's going through it right now with oh. my 92 year old grand or 91, going to be 92 year old grandma. She's a <laughs> don't age her. She's a feisty, <laughs> you know, sweet Italian lady. But this Not is kind of I work better with examples. So I wanted to kind of ask. So. Let's take my grandma, for example. My mom is going to transition her into independent living next couple weeks. But how could you have maybe helped her earlier? Because okay. instead of waiting till when it's a little stressful on my mom and she's burnt out, how could we have been like, hey, mom, talk to Beth. What could you kind of have done for her to 
kind of help her along. Sure. And, and I'll be honest with you, Francis, this bring, brings up a great point. I would say nine out of 10 of my people that, re that reach out to me do so in an emergency. Oh. And that oh. is never a good way to be able to make a decision. Um, I can tell you nine times out of 10, I get the phone call from a family member. Mom fell, broke her hip, she's in the hospital. Maybe she's gone to rehab. They want to discharge in three days, and all of a sudden, rehab is saying, you know, she's really not safe to return home alone. You uh -huh. need to find 24-hour care. You could do that either at home with a 24-hour caregiver, very, very expensive, or you can move her into assisted living or possibly memory care, depending on what the appropriate need is. So having to make a decision in that quick of a time is never good. Okay. Um, had, had your mom, or yeah, I guess it would be your mom, reached yeah. out to me earlier, it would be we can look at different options. We can have the discussion of what is she looking for? Gotcha. What is she able to afford? Geographically, where does she want to be? And what are the things that are really, truly important to mom? Um, sometimes if you're working in an emergency, your number one choice may not be available. There could uh, be wait lists. Okay. That's true. And actually, along the line of examples, I had that very situation where my mom was in the hospital and we had to make some decisions. And I was so grateful to have a case manager there to help yep. me through it. And at the same time, I didn't feel like I got the depth of information. Can you talk a little bit about that process and sure, how absolutely. you add to that? So with a case manager, the case managers in rehabs or hospital are absolutely fantastic. They're looking for, you know, they want the best thing for your parent, the, the safest possible option for them, um, which is great. However, they're not out in the field like we are with, with Care Patrol. I'm out in the field every single day. I'm in and out of all the different communities, and they change frequently. Um, I know who can handle higher levels of care, who can do insulin-dependent injections, mm. who can do a Hoyer lift, mm -hmm. who can do a two-person transfer. Um, case managers, they have their place in the hospital or in a rehab setting, and they are fantastic in that course, and we are fantastic in the field. So if you expand on that a little bit, the difference is that they have some resources available that they can share. Absolutely. But, but you have a greater depth. So can you talk about how you get that depth? What, what is your involvement in the field? Oh, absolutely. So with Care Patrol, I've been doing this now for seven years. And when I first started, the first thing I did was go and learn about each and every community that I work with. So um, you went out, you met the owner, operator, the yep. executive director, the staff. Okay. Toured. We met with each person. I found out what care needs they had. Also got the feel for each home and each community because every single community and home has a different feel. Some are more social than others. Some are quieter. Um, and it's a changing, ever-evolving door. So I did all of that. Um, this was way back in the beginning. I also reviewed the care and violation histories. Every community has a state survey that the state does, and it's important to know if these communities are safe and they're doing things by the books. So that's something that Care Patrol takes care of you because our goal is to help each person find the safest senior living option. That's, yeah, that's interesting. So you do, I didn't think about the state survey. So you do a basically, I, I would, tell me if I'm wrong, but you're almost doing all the heavy lifting. You're, you're reviewing the facility. Correct. You're reviewing their good things and bad things. Exactly. And then you're, are you then taking, you know, the options to the families after you've done a lot of the legwork? So they're, you're cutting a big piece out of their work? Is that kind of... That is my goal is to okay. make their lives easier. Um, when I get a referral, the first thing I want to do is meet with the family, meet with the senior if at all possible, um, find out a little bit more about what their care needs are, what their financial situation is, because that's a huge piece of this whole 
puzzle. Okay. Um, find out geographically where they go and find out socially. Would they do better in a smaller group home? Maybe they're introverted. Maybe they have very high care needs. Maybe they're the type of person mm. that a big community with 200 people would be overwhelming for them. Mm. Those type of people do better in a smaller setting. Okay. So when I meet with a family, we determine those care needs. I then narrow it down to about three choices. I tour with them to help them answer questions oh. that they may not know to ask. Okay. And then I help them with the whole paperwork process and the transition of moving forward with their loved ones. Wow. So I have several That's friends. It is a lot of work. <laughs> uh, I have several friends who live here but okay. have loved ones elsewhere oh, that okay. they're trying to figure out what do we do? How do mm -hmm. we manage this? They may or may not have relatives there. They may want to bring mom or dad here. What would be your advice there? Sure, absolutely. I get calls like that a lot. You know, people move all the time. Um, you know, with Care Patrol, uh, we have people in about 40 different states. We're not quite national yet, but we do have people coverage in about 40 different states. So if I have somebody that calls me and says, you know, my mom's living in Florida and she absolutely refuses to live, move to Colorado. Um, can you help me in Florida? I can find out exactly what area she's interested in and connect her with one of our partners in oh, Florida. That's fantastic. So helping the daughter here, helping mom there, really take that stress off the daughter here, though. Absolutely. It sounds like, you know, a big part of it is what you do is reduce that stress, especially in a time of transition turmoil. And do you do any follow-up once the, you know, the, the residents moved in? What, can you talk a little bit about, like, your follow-up? Yes. I mean, the, the transition piece is the hardest part for any senior. Okay. And, I, you know, we have this discussion in depth before they move. It's a lot of counseling and advice beforehand. Mm -hmm. But I make the families known that, you know, the first – Anywhere from one to three months is a transition time, and it can be very challenging for people, especially people with memory care. Mm -hmm. And to realize that going in and knowing that you're getting ahead of the situation and addressing problems as they come up. Now, if there are problems that come up, which oftentimes there are, especially in a new place, I always tell people, you know, the community is getting to know your loved one, and your loved one's getting to know them, and it's going to take some time. Mm -hmm. But I'm here if there is issues. I'm here to, to talk with the community if it's something that they need to address on their end. I'm also there to advise and counsel the family. The worst kind of complaint I get is a family that has not talked to the community and they don't even know that there's a problem going on. Interesting. So you, so you offer, I mean, you, it's almost like you offer service to the community as well, though, too, to be that liaison or that mediator between family members that might either have inappropriate expectations or different expectations than what is going on, so you kind of mediate the parties a it, bit? it is absolutely a lot like that. I work hand-in-hand hand with the communities, okay. the marketers in the communities, the owners of the group homes. I don't want to move a client. Once I move somebody in, I want them to be able to stay there, hopefully, for the rest of their lives. Okay. And if there's issues, I want to know about it ahead of time so we can nip that in the bud. Gotcha. That's smart. And the vast majority of the time with that open communication, we can. What do you? What is, I mean, as a you know placement specialist, what's your biggest challenge? You know, is it... Like in, the, in like how to differentiate yourself because we're hearing more and more of these placement companies pop up, right? We're hearing online ads and yeah. you know new companies that are coming. In. What do you you know as an expert in this field? What are you seeing as like things that you're concerned about? 
Well, you know, there's a, there's a vast difference between what online companies do and what local placement companies do. Okay. Um, a lot of the un online companies aren't even necessarily in the state. You may call their 800 number and you're talking to an advisor in Florida oh. or New York. Have they ever mm -hmm. even seen these communities that we're referring to? Interesting. What they tend mm -hmm. to do is they take a little bit of a history on your loved one and then they send out a mass email to everything within X amount of miles. Wow. And then they have those communities all calling you. So I'll get families that have worked with online placement companies and they will call me and they'll say, I just got 40 phone calls and I'm looking for memory care and I keep having these independent living communities call me. Uh, so, you know, we are personalized. You know, th there's, a, there's a place for everything right. and, and yeah. not, to, not to say anything bad about those companies, but we do everything in person. We're here to hold the family's hand. We're here to walk through them step by step. Okay. Um, the fact that we can meet the senior and really get a feel for what that person is like helps immensely. And also, I think the fact that we tour with our families is a huge plus. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, I can only imagine having you there on the tour yeah. can be just even a comfort, right? I mean, offer a level of just, wow, I'm not in this alone. Because I, I, I'm sure, and Kathy probably gets this too, is you sometimes feel when you're making these decisions, it's you're all by yourself. And am yeah. I doing it right? Am I... You know, am I making the wrong decision for mom or dad? Am I making the wrong decision for my husband? Because I look at it as you're asking someone to take care of their best friend, right? Absolutely. Asking someone to take care of the yeah. most important person in their life. And it's like, how do you do that? Absolutely. You know? I had that very experience that you just described where I went online and asked for some information. And this was about five years ago. I wish I had known about Care Patrol or other local placement companies at the time. But I can tell you, audience, now they're here and I highly recommend them. Please. Because I had that experience, 40 phone calls all of a sudden, none of them a match. None of them knew what I was really in need of. And so what happened to me, and I'm sure I wouldn't be the only person out there, I said, oh, forget it, I'm not even going to try, I'm going to have to do this on my own. Uh, yeah. And so I went and tried to tour. And I would love to hear some of your personal experiences out there. What have you done? What have you tried? What has been your experience? So please put those in the comments in our Facebook here. Um, so I think that's a really important thing for people to know. Even things like, uh, does a facility have the ability to do insulin shots? Mm -hmm. I didn't even know that was an option to ask. Right. So having right. you by my side, touring would have been, would have saved me so much time and headache. And I think too, like you said, your goal is to keep them there for the rest of their life. Absolutely. And I think it's important to know what facilities can and can't do that, right? Because I'm sure some of the calls you might get is, they need to move this facility because this facility can't meet their care level. And like, mm -hmm. well, I, dad was doing so well, but. And then he had a fall and now all of a sudden he needs two per people to assist him. Right. And this community can't, can't do, do that. It. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And, and, you know, and hopefully if I'm doing my job properly, I'm asking those questions in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And so we yeah. are looking at places that are appropriate for each person's need. Hmm. Um, you know, as, as the family member, you're not having to go around to 20 different communities that aren't a fit for your loved one. Well, I think fit is the right word. Yeah. So helping to find the right fit for your mom, dad, spouse is really important. Yeah. And as family, we're not in this industry. I am now, uh, but <laughs> I, I wish I had known then what I know now. Um, so the fit is a, a hugely important task. Yeah. And um, I have a question about how you got into this oh, business. Sure. Yeah. Well, you know, funny, much like you did, actually, uh, many years ago, and this is... 
I think probably 10 years ago, we dealt with this with my grandmother. Oh. And um, she needed assisted living, but we didn't know what we didn't know. We placed her in one place. It wasn't a proper fit. She wasn't getting the care that she received, that she needed. We had to move her, ended up having to move her three different times. Whoa. So when I learned that there was a market out there for people that needed help like this, um, it just really intrigued me, and I decided that this is the industry that I wanted to be in it. I want to be able to help our seniors, help our families. They need this, and they deserve this, and people should not have to go through this alone. That's fantastic. I think a lot of people that I talk to, they feel like they're in this alone. Yeah. So what's some advice that you'd give just to the families, to the listeners, to to our you know mavericks out there who want to maybe do things a little differently? Like, What are some advices you'll give, you can give them? Well, I would, I would definitely say it's always a good idea, even if you think your mom's doing great, your dad's doing great, they're in their late 80s, well, she's doing really, really good. It's always a good idea to be knowledgeable. Have a power of attorney in place. I get a lot of families that come to me in the moment of emergency and there's no power of attorney. Huh. You can't do a whole lot yeah. without that going it's on. That's true. Okay. Yeah. That's a great piece. That's yeah. a fantastic piece of yeah. advice. Yeah. Educate yourself on your family's financial situation. Mm -hmm. Know where, what their assets are. Know where the money's coming from, what things are looking at. Because part of the picture that I look at when I'm first meeting with a family are the different things like, do they have a long-term care insurance policy? That can help pay for assisted living or memory care. Is one of them a veteran? There's wow, possibility okay. of VA aid in attendance. Mm -hmm. um, is there a life insurance policy that could potentially be converted to their care? So all of these things are questions I ask on the initial get-go because I need to know if we need to get them into a situation that will spend down to Medicaid. Uh, okay. Okay. And what a spend down means, um, if for those of you who aren't sure, um, most communities are strictly private pay. The vast majority of them are. There are a couple out there, especially some group homes, that will take what we call a spend down. And that means you have to privately pay for a certain amount of time before they will allow you to go on Medicaid and you can stay in that same community on Medicaid. Okay. But those are few and far between. And there's a lot people need to know. So the, the more information you know before an emergency happens, the better off you're going to be. That's great. And perhaps the less you have to move your loved one, the better off they will be. Exactly. The better off you'll be because it's less stress, less stress on, on you. you. Yeah. But it's as much stress on them, and that impacts them as well. Absolutely. Wow. That's, that's some fantastic advice. Because I'm wondering how many families out there actually, especially children, maybe know their financial well-being of their parents. If they have long-term care policies because... Those are things we don't talk about. I can tell you from experience, a lot of people don't know. Oh, wow. Okay. A lot of people don't know, and it becomes as a big shock. And they go, well, I know they own their house, and that's great, but okay, what are we looking at? Because, uh, you know, people get very confused between Medicare and Medicaid, Medicaid and uh, long-term care insurance policies. Okay. I get the question often of, well, won't my Medicare pay for assisted living? Oh, yes. And they do not. Yes. Okay. So let me ask this question. In the, in, in the vein of understanding your parents' finances, many, as you touched on, we don't talk about this, right, many yeah, parents yeah. don't want to talk about it with okay. their children. 
Is that another reason to bring someone like you in? Because if you can all have the conversation, you can explain to the parents the why it's it. important. Yep. It's, it's not that the kids are trying to figure out how much money they have. <laughs> it's absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm very gentle with the way we ask our questions. Okay. And if somebody's going to put up roadblocks, I happily back away. Uh, and some people are very, very private. And I've had lots of people say, don't worry, we can afford it. I said, okay. That's their prerogative gotcha. not to share. And I do explain I never need to know information about a certain account, anything mm -hmm. like that. It's really just getting a ballpark because I want to make sure I'm doing my job and not placing them somewhere they can't afford. Gotcha. I don't want them to be stuck in two years with no place to live because they ran out of money. Okay. This is kind of a question that uh, we've heard is how do you – we have families that say, oh, I think mom's got you know, money for 10 years. Okay. But yet mom might not make, like, how do you kind of balance that out between, well, I, I, want, I think mom's going to live for 10 years, yeah. but maybe it's only five, so she could afford something a little nicer sure. versus long. I mean, how do you, like, how do you do that one? Because that's tough. Well, what I, what I typically do when I know the numbers is I kind of run the numbers with some examples. Okay. Okay, you go to this type of community here, this money is going to last you approximately 10 years. If you go to this community here, it's going to last you approximately seven years. Okay. And I'll be very realistic with them. You know, right. this is this is your choice. Right. My job is to give you options, not to make a decision for you, okay. but to give you the best po possible options. Their job is to determine what makes the most sense. And I do have families that it's quality of life right now, not knowing what will happen later. And I've had families that'll say, you know what? Mom really wants to be an ex-community because her best friend is here okay. and they have this sort of amenities. We know in 10 years she may run out of money, but she's 87 and we're willing to take that chance. Gotcha. Okay. And what I advise people then is, you know what, when you get to a point where you have about $100,000 left, call me again. We need to reevaluate the situation. That makes sense. Okay. And quite often by that point, things are completely different as far as what the senior needs. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, I things would imagine. Change. Yeah. yeah. I want to come back to the POA because okay, that is absolutely. another thing that sure. oftentimes parents don't want to talk about yep. or put in place. Yeah. So what advice do you have for families who are struggling with that? They yep. know that they need a POA from their parent, but the parents aren't willing to do that. Well, and the way I understand, explain power of attorneys to seniors, especially those that are cognitively alert, you're not giving up your rights. A power of attorney is there as a backup or if you're in the hospital and they need somebody to make decisions for you, or if you get to a point where cognitively you cannot make those decisions, then that's where the power of attorney come in. Which a lot of people, I think, they feel like they're giving up their rights, and they're really not. Yeah. And I think, playing off that a little bit, I think I'm sure financially it's the same thoughts run through. If I tell my kids their yeah. money, it's like I'm giving up control, and, and it really is. it's more like a backstop, right? You're like the second line. Mm -hmm. The kids are the second line of defense. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. That's, That's helpful. Great. Um, kind of want to just really a couple final questions is Absolutely. you know what do you think? Well, how do you see the the you know next five years shaping out for senior living? Wow, senior living is changing at just an astronomical rate. Um, I can tell you that Colorado is growing vastly, not only in population in general, but in seniors. In fact, a couple years ago, there was a survey out that Douglas County was the mm -hmm. second fastest growing population of seniors. Wow. What I am seeing personally, yeah. I feel like people are waiting longer to move. Okay. Um, they're, they're staying home longer, which for some people is not the best way to go about things. Um, again, it's coming back to that waiting for an emergency. Okay. Um, I'm finding that there are more and more options out there for people, which is great. But the big communities aren't always 
the wave of the future. It's not a fit for everybody. There are more and more group homes out there which can handle higher levels of care that really have a specialty expertise that works well for some people. So things are really changing quickly in it our industry like and, and like you really have to stay on top of it and, and just realize what's coming down the pike. That's, that sounds like a lot though. <laughs> it does, you earn your money, don't yeah. you? Uh, yeah, and that's an excellent question. You oh, bring yeah. up money. It's something I forgot to mention. Well, the way Care Patrol works, we are a free service to our families. We are contracted with all the group homes and all the communities, much like a real estate agent would be if you are the buying agent or the buying customer. Okay. So we are a free service to the families. If your loved one does place with us, they pay us a referral fee. So the nice part about what we the do... Facility, the facility. So I want to clarify that. Does. The facility Correct. pays it. Okay. The family never pays a dime. And if they don't end up moving, that's perfectly fine as well. Okay. We're here to help give you options. That's awesome. So it's almost a win-win. Why not? Right. Why, why take this... Just, right. why, why do all this work yourself? You can. You can go and do all the research and spend, you know, many, many hours and years doing it. Or, I've been there. Or you <laughs> I don't advise it. <laughs> and I've seen my mom go Or you can give it, us yeah. a call or somebody else in our yeah. industry a call yeah. and we can help yeah. you guys out. And I've seen the own stress on my mom. Um, so, uh, but I know that, you know, it's a benefit to have someone to feel that you're in this battle, you know, this, this search with. So yeah. you're not alone. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I really want to, you know, honestly thank Beth Miller. You've been a breath of knowledge. I mean, thank you, I, I hope that our viewers and our Mavericks out there uh, we'll really take to heart what Beth said and, and start to have these conversations with your parents, your spouse, just so you are prepared. Because it sounds, you know, like it's really important that we are prepared. So I'd love you to join our Mavericks movement here and follow us. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter, uh, and subscribe to our podcast as well, too, as we begin to dive into how we challenge the way we age. Um, I'm Francis Lagasse. This is Catherine Wells. And we have the wonderful Beth Miller thank of Care Patrol. So thank you guys. Thank you. Thanks for listening. The Mavericks want to hear from you. Visit us on Facebook and Instagram at Mavericks of Senior Living or MavericksofSeniorLiving.com and leave us your comments, questions, and ideas for future podcasts.